Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Menlo Midweek. Jess is back. I'm here. I'm here. That's Mark. And Adam is back as well. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Good to have you back, man. It's great to be back. As I always say, you know, when I'm in the Menlo Park area, I try to make sure and come by Menlo Church and see all the people. And Mm. uh, I do have a tour currently. Going on. How's it going? It's going great. I got a big concentration of fans in the Sunnyvale area. (laughs) (laughs) By fans, do you mean kids? Yeah. Your children? Dozens of fans. Raging fans. You know, influencers always say it's not about the quantity, it's the quality. Mm. Right. I've got three just embarrassingly (laughs) raging fans. So I got to get back to them uh, on the next step of this tour in a couple hours. Well, we're so glad that you blessed us with your time so of far. Of course, yeah. Took a lot of coordinating, lots of assistance, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, talking to each other, but yes. you're here. Thank you. I want to ask you something, Adam. Bring it. And I, Jess, I'm, I'm happy that you're here too, because I'm here Thank to you. your perspective <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, Adam, you said at some point in your, in your message from this past weekend about a hypothetical what you could do if you weren't doing this now. And you're like, mm. if I wasn't here doing this, mm. man, I, my, I feel like my calling and my mm. purpose or my dream mm-hmm. is to be doing this on the other side. Mm. What is that for you too? If you weren't working at yeah. Menlo.Church right now, what is it that your mind is just like, ooh, that would be really interesting yeah. to go and do. So you're talking about a perfect scenario. Perfect scenario. you could scenario. write up your dream yep. job. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, I've got many, uh, many. So I guess if I could live in Maui. Mm. Okay. And be a writer. You're talking about Maui, Oklahoma? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, no, the other the one. The pineapple oh, capital oh. of Oklahoma. <laughs> got it. Okay. Uh, be a writer. I love writing. Uh, some people might not know that. And if I had a recording studio and then I could record music and then I could also give sermons on the side. And then if someone would teach me how to fly, I'd have a jet and I could fly us back and forth. And along with that to, uh, be like a deep sea fisherman too. Cool. How about that? Wow. (laughs) That's that's very specific and detailed. Have you ever flown a plane before? No. I have. Yeah. Really? I have actually. It was one of those like what? four-seater ones. We had a family friend that had one. Wow. And my mom and my brother and I got to go up and one. I actually just found the pictures recently. No and way. And he like actually like notes. let go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he actually like let go at one point. So I was like legit flying the plane. It was so heavy. Like it's oh, hard, yeah. you know? But I, I would love to be a pilot too. Yeah. But for me, it's more functional. I'd love to just be able to skip yeah. around. Because that's the one thing Island about hop. living in Hawaii that I've heard is, I mean, you live there for a little bit, Mark, but the island uh, fever or whatever. So then you, if you had a plane, you just yeah. fly over hmm. to Nevada or whatever. Just be careful cool. of the dinosaurs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Any pa- parasailing adventures? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was where Jurassic Park was oh, filmed, I that's think. Right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Jess, what about you? Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like mine is really dumb compared to that. Um, if I could literally do anything, money didn't matter, 
Um, gosh, I've always like I'm a huge music fan. I would love to like be in a band and be mm-hmm. like a lead singer of a band yeah. and um or like a tour wife like me and my husband is like the lead singer mm-hmm. or just in the band and I could go on tour or like even be their like publicist or tour manager. Tour manager is probably like more up my alley. Help mm-hmm. with scheduling cuz I do that right now with my job. Mm-hmm. Um tour all over the world, get to yeah. see cool places. I love attention. If you didn't know that about Whoa, me. <laughs> yes. So I would love to be like the lead singer of a band. Um, but like realistically, dream job is just to be a stay-at-home mom. Cool. I, I would love to do that in Maui. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. How yeah. about you, mate? Man, I, it's going to sound really boring compared to both of yours. Okay. But I love my life here. Aww. And I don't know if I'd want to go somewhere else. Like my, um, my dream thing would be for me to be able to make it here in the Bay Area mm-hmm. comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you all, you have lived in cool places. Like you lived yeah. in Japan. Lived in Japan, did a little bit in Hawaii for a bit. Lived Southern in California. I, yep. Southern California, San Luis Obispo. So like I've, I've been yeah. around, mm-hmm. um, but now that it's like potentially going to be family time and house mm-hmm. buying time and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, oh. Would but be nice to just stay. Also, yeah. I mean- just having a van or an RV that could just go <laughs> around and just do like a van life. Dude, I saw this video before of people that went from Alaska to Chile, like from the wow. top to the bottom. What? And they just snowboarded and fished That's and amazing. just explored along the way. I can see you doing that. So mm-hmm. I think 100%. Missy could get on board with that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Wow. It would mm-hmm. be fun. Or like a filmmaker would be kind of cool too. Oh, yeah. I feel totally. like I pretend like I'm one, <laughs> but it could be like really cool to actually be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So love it. Yes, and Adam, this all spurred out of some topics from your message mm-hmm. from this past weekend. So mm-hmm. can you fill in the people, the, the few people that haven't heard it yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you let them know what they missed out on? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, going off of what we were just talking about, sort of perfect scenarios, we were talking about calling and the whole series about human beings, as uh, again, everybody listened last week to the podcast, <laughs> I'm positive. Uh, but part of being human is this... Uh, this understanding that we have to do something like we all feel that and it's in us and calling is a piece of that. And so we just wrestled with, is everybody called? Is it only certain Hmm. special people that have a calling? And part of what you had just referenced is there is a tendency for us to look at calling as something that takes place in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you know, when you're younger, but even at our age, there's a little bit of like one day when this, uh, and we sort of mentioned like what we were talking about is a little more fantasy, but I think we all have that of the grass is greener. If I could just get this role in this place that then my life would have purpose. And so part of what we talked about is understanding the calling that we all receive is less about career and a dream job and competency mm-hmm. and climbing the ladder, more about uh, the things that we do here and now, uh, mm-hmm. where we are. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we can end the, the, we end. Can end the podcast right there. <laughs> uh, as you're preparing this, mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many themes that you had to pull together. You had to put, what does it mean to be a human? Where does my calling, my purpose intersect with that meaning? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you had you used examples of your grandpa's story. You used a couple like your mm-hmm. dino bread, your band story. <laughs> yes. Were there any other other stories that hit the cutting room floor? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, I think I did mention a couple of these, but I, for the, I had a period of really wanting to be an astronaut. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, so that was a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Apollo be, 13 yeah. and I was, I was a nerd. I read a lot. And so I read the books about Apollo 13. Uh, I had a, a, a season where I wanted to be a roller coaster, like engineer. <laughs> really? I want to be a roller coaster right. tester. There we go. And just sit on, go ride roller coasters all the time. Uh, yeah, no, I really got into that for a while. Uh, I think uh, more like realistic. I, I really did. And you already mentioned this, but music and is similar to what you said, Jess. I just always had this thing that one, if I could just be a full-time musician. And mm. so, you know, I even may, it wasn't that long ago when I was 30 is when I'm, made my last album and that was sort of my last thing I made it and then I sort of had to die a little bit to this like uh this is my calling right mm -hmm. uh and, and it was sort of a healthy process I had to grieve it a little bit but mm -hmm. also it was just healthy to be like no I just am passionate about music and I can use music um yeah so th those are some for sure you you also have the nickname on staff as the funny pastor or the <laughs> singing pastor Oh, I haven't yeah. heard either of those. Really? Uh, <laughs> uh, how long have you been on staff for, Jess? <laughs> Ten years in September. Uh, yeah, well, you should have heard it by now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't. Well, it's funny that cool you kids. say. So now that you mention that, I do still have a dream of being a stand-up comic, mm. not full time, but uh, uh, yeah, I've I've talked about a uh, you know maybe going out to San Francisco doing a little comedy. Yeah, terrifying. I, <clears throat> sounds yeah terrifying. Honestly, mm -hmm. um, I'd love to know like what advice would you give somebody who feels like that's just where they're at? They're at a, they're in a spot where they're like not really happy or mm -hmm. just feels like I just, I'm working really hard. I want this promotion. Um, I haven't gotten it or like me, like I'm single. I just want to be married. Mm. Then, then X, Y, and Z. What advice would you give somebody to like try to step out of that and really just focus on the here and now and their call, mm. current calling? Yeah. Yeah, I think first to know that ambition is not in itself bad. Mm -hmm. So to tell that person it's not bad to want a job that maybe you fit better in or you connect with or, uh, you know, a, a relationship or a piece of life, like that's that's certainly part of being a human. But I think reflecting on uh, going deeper, and this is what therapy can do, obviously, but reflecting on it with God as well is like, mm -hmm. what is the whole, what is the missing piece that I'm trying to fill mm -hmm. with that thing? Mm -hmm. Because I do think you and I, you and I, uh, all of us know this reality. Uh, it's sort of cliche, I guess, at this point, but it's like how many, uh, you know, incredibly famous people that have made all the money, have the house, uh, popularity or whatever. Uh, have we seen just be unbelievably unhappy mm -hmm. and either mm -hmm. commit suicide or just, you know, uh, drink themselves. You know, they, there's a reality that I think we all know, but we have to sit with of like, even if I get this job in Maui and I get a plane and all mm -hmm. this, there is something in my heart that, that those things are not going to fill. Mm -hmm. And same thing with the relationship or any other piece. And so, again, that's, that doesn't mean we can't, want those or sort of work towards that. But I think the healthy piece is like, uh, what level of contentedness can I work towards now? And then if, you know, if we get even a, a glimpse of one of those dreams, how much better that will be. Cause it's like, we're not relying on that for mm -hmm. deep peace and fulfillment. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Man. So you also quoted your, I think you, you referred to him as your secret or you're the only one that knew about this philosopher, philosopher, <laughs> theologian, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Dallas Willard. Mm. Totally. Just because I hate saying it every week and Matt Safan says it, Ortberg, you say it every week, obviously. Yes. Right. But that concept that you talked about, and I'd like for you to kind of restate that and unpack it a little bit, is mm. something that I feel like is a through line through a lot of this process of becoming, and That's that right. transcends the the past, the future, and it really sits in the now, which is right. a, a central theme of what you talked about. So mm-hmm. you could just give that some more time and space. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely become one of my life mottos. I try to think about it every week if not every day so it is uh the most important thing you get out of your life is not what you do Mm. it's who you become Mm. and so yeah the the reality is it's what we're saying it's what henry now and another one of my favorites used to always say uh it's what we try to take our identity from and so many of us in america especially but all humans uh we try to get our identity by what we do so my job, mm-hmm. uh, what uh, people say about me. So that's a big one for me. Status, all that kind of stuff. And what I have, you know, accumulation, relationships. All. And and the reality is those will just never fill us up. And so I think why that mantra means so much to me is uh, there are going to be seasons of life where I just do not have uh, what I want mm-hmm. <laughs> or what I've thought. And again, going back to my dreams have not been realized in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And we, all three of us, and I'm guessing a lot of people listening grew up with this. We were sold this lie. Uh, it's, there's some goodness in it, but this American dream lie that you can become whatever you want. Uh, you can get this if you work hard enough. And we see images of athletes or, uh, famous people and, the majority of us aren't going to be Steph Curry, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like how many millions of people tried to practice like crazy and never even made it to the NBA. But we see Steph Curry, we're like, oh, I could do that. So the reality is we're all going to have these broken dreams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's okay if we understand that what God is trying to do is shape our internal character. And that's what we take with us. And that's what Jesus talked about mm-hmm. a lot is like, you get these treasures, you get these titles, mm-hmm. you get these things, but those will inevitably rust away. So he talks about this kingdom that we can live in now that will just continue on to eternity. But that takes place inside, unfortunately, because that's <laughs> a lot harder. It's harder to examine that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like it's just, it's just a good reminder of like, that's, it's hard. Totally. It's hard to do that, you know, totally. especially I feel like in the Bay Area, everything is so mm-hmm. fast paced. It's so focused on looks and status and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so it's so easy to succumb to that and just really <laughs> feel that. But when we are able to focus on our character and who we are and mm-hmm. our relationship with God and all of that kind of stuff, it just it helps, you know, I, I wouldn't say like it makes life, I mean, it does make life better if you can, but it's like, you know, the general, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean your life is going to be easy. But mm-hmm. I think it's so, it just seems so simple, but yet it's so hard and it's just oh, something yeah. to work on like every day. And yes. I know that's one of the reasons I'm in therapy is trying to oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, get rid of that, Yes, the worldly desires and those kinds of things. And again, it's okay to have those desires, but it's when 
you can focus on you know who you are and who God wants you to be is when you can really thrive and mm-hmm. yes yeah yes and I really loved and appreciated how you gave more context to why David was chosen to be the king as well. Because mm-hmm. that just kind of, he yes. was not the biggest, he was mm-hmm. not the strongest. He was the lowliest of the brothers all the way at the bottom. And yet God saw his heart and his character and that's what he was measured by. Yes. That, that I think it was that God doesn't look at the way that man measures, but he measures it through like a godly perspective. Yes. And that's just such lost wisdom yes. nowadays especially yes. with what yeah. you just said jess of it's so hard to remember like that is the part that god is looking at most of the time yeah. yes and i'm i'm gonna be thinking about that and diving into that this week so yeah. thank you yeah yeah and i think along with that the call ultimately was a call of service and we don't think about that we think of call of the king as like rising to these mm. the throne. Mm. And David got into that in his later part of his life where he he married multiple women where a king was not supposed to do that. Obviously we we know about the adultery and some of the other mm-hmm. stuff. So he sort of, I think my personal um interpretation is he started buying into this ego mm. thing. Mm. But originally the call to be king was to serve the people. And and then uh, we talk about Jesus and his call for us is mm-hmm. ultimately a call of service. And I think mm-hmm. that's the tension we face is, I mean, even when we went around the room, right, is when we think of our ultimate, like a job, we think of how does this best serve me? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I can be a Maui and I can just, everything can <laughs> be about, you know, what I prefer. And when we actually, a calling is a, uh, when it comes to the kingdom is a calling to to lay down those things. Right. And that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, going back to what you said is, uh, how can we view our jobs, whatever it is, or our task as a way to to serve rather than, how does this, uh, how do I like this mm-hmm. every all the time? Mm-hmm. And those are even, it's a good reminder too to, to look at the whole life of David because mm-hmm. he wasn't perfect. Totally. And it's so easy for us to focus on he was called to be king because X, Y, and Z, but then he he failed a lot in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, just another one of those examples of, you know, God doesn't call us as perfect people. He calls mm-hmm. us as who we are That's right. and just to serve him how we are and who we are. And we'll mess up and we'll make mistakes. Um, And, you know, he still calls us and he still yes. loves us. Love that. Yeah. Love that. And I, I've tried intentionally the past two sermons to point out and maybe even make fun of the the church worker, pastor versus layperson mm-hmm. person, in mm-hmm. part because mm-hmm. I feel so silly giving sermons about these topics because like I don't have I can't do this either. Don't get me wrong, like <laughs> I struggle with this too, and I think that's part of the uh, where the church has gotten wrong sometimes mm-hmm. is we sort of build up the anointed. People, they must have it figured out. Adam must, he's preaching about this. He must be the uh, expert. Be fully contented. Mm-hmm. Yes, the expert. Mm-hmm. And so trying to really help s- see what you said is like, we're all humans here. I'm not anything special. Um, and I think you guys would say that too, even though we work at a church, it's like we're, we're trying to wrestle this out mm-hmm. uh, as well day to day. Yeah. So maybe now we could go around and share our biggest imperfection. Uh-huh. <laughs> and even though we were called into this ministry, why are we not? just kidding? <laughs> well, Adam, we appreciate your time. I have one more question before mm-hmm. before we break. 
You're on Mark, sabbatical yeah, sorry. after Mark this. just gets these faces when he has this question coming. It <laughs> yeah. makes me really excited for what the question well, is. Well, I'm excited for the question. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> how can we be supporting you and, and what are you hoping oh, yes. to get out of your sabbatical and how can we come mm. around you to make sure that happens? Yeah, my goodness. Well, um, I'm still in awe that I'm doing it. I did never thought I'd be able to do it. So I'm very grateful. I think part of what I'm praying and hoping for is a little bit of what we talked about, a detachment mm-hmm. from seeing ministry as my identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, who am I apart from my week-to-week job? And this is the first time in my life where I'll be able to do that for five weeks where it's not like I can break for a couple of days and then I'm like, oh, yeah, but also I need mm-hmm. to write this sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be able to really just break. And so I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I'm praying a lot that God would give, um, some direction around our young adult ministry. That could be mm-hmm. something you guys could pray about or sure. just, you know, what would serve, uh, them best in this next season. And then I'm going to do some writing as well, which is something I do feel called to do. It's like one of my favorite things. So, uh, I, I'm looking forward to actually having some space to just sit down and write. So, yeah, I appreciate Are you going to write music, books, poems? It's a great question. All of the above. I think mostly just writing. So I write a lot of, you know, s- similar to what my sermons are, like spiritual stuff. So I'm guessing a lot of that, uh, taking some of my blogs and maybe working to combine those. But yeah, I was just talking to a buddy, like, I should write a song for fun because mm-hmm. I miss mm-hmm. that. That's a part of me too. Uh, it will probably never beat Dino Bread. I was going to say, uh, is my this the resurfacing <laughs> of Dino Bread? Is that what we're getting when you come back <laughs> from sabbatical? Yeah, I'll be back. He's back. He's back. <laughs> yeah, thanks for asking, man. I, I'm, I'm stoked. It's going to be crazy. We're, we are stoked for you. We're so happy that you were able to help shape this series, um, help teach us so far. We can't wait for you to get back and hear all the lessons that you learn. But mm-hmm. thanks so much, man. Have yeah. a great vacation. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. See ya. Bye, Bye, everybody. Well, thanks so much for listening. And our hope is that this helps you connect deeper to Menlo Church throughout the week. We believe church doesn't just happen on Sundays. And this is just one of the ways you can connect with us and grow in your faith whenever and wherever you're listening. We'd love to come alongside you in prayer to encourage you or walk through anything that you're going through. All you have to do is text our online team at 650-600-0402. Thanks again for tuning in. This was Menlo Midweek.